welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hey guys, Fran here. I am very excited to bring you today's episode, which is with a very good friend of mine, Kat from Cat Health Fitness. So Kat was on episode 25 of the podcast. So if you love this conversation, you can go out afterwards and check out episode 25 of the podcast. So in this episode, we're really chatting about our food philosophy. This is a two-way conversation with both of us. We're chatting about our approach to movement and Kat's approach to movement as well. So Kat is a nutritionist, but she's also a personal trainer. And we're really talking about how you can live well in a sustainable and enjoyable way. So this is a great episode. I think you're really going to love it. And towards the end of the episode, we also speak about the upcoming Body and Mind Reset program as well. So Kat is who I have teamed up with to run this awesome program. So let's get into the episode. Hey, Kat, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Fran. So this chat is going to be more of a conversation than an interview, although I will be asking you some questions. So feel free to ask any questions back at me as well, if you think of anything. Um, So on the podcast, I feel like we zoom in on a lot of different topics, but I think it's also really helpful to zoom out sometimes. So some people listening might be newer to the health world and they're just starting to explore some of these topics. And some people might be quite far along on their health journey. So wherever you're at, I think it's really helpful to just stay, take a step back and think about all of the different areas of health and kind of where you're at in each of those areas. So with that being said, Kat, could you share with us a little bit about your take on what a healthy lifestyle looks like for you and also how we can start to move towards that in our own lives? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I do think it's important to have that step back because as you said, we can be so in the weeds sometimes, especially if we're really focused on like a certain aspect of our lifestyle, like maybe around food or our movement, that it's we lose sight of the whole purpose of what we're after, which is probably to feel good, right? So for me personally, what my healthy lifestyle Um, looks like. And while the routines and habits may change, or you may be in different seasons of life, like generally it's for me, my pillars are, you know, movement for sure. Movement as a way to feel good with my mental health to, you know, gain energy or even release excess energy. Um, So movement is a centerpiece for me along with um, just eating well, not just on, you know, a food as fuel level, which is super important, but also on a soul level. So making sure my soul is also, you know, happy with the community aspects around food relationships, and also, you know, 
having a cookie sometimes. So um, nourishing the soul, um, which also comes in many other ways, not just food, but definitely comes up for food, um, at least for me. And um, yeah, and just having, you know, 2020, a lot of us didn't have this, but having a chance for connection. And definitely that's an area where a lot of us are, you know, deprived, um, obviously with the pandemic. And I think that's a, such a key piece of you know, life is our relationships and not just romantic relationships, all relationships and really feeling like we have people we can trust, people we can connect with and talk to and fill our buckets um, from these different relationships. So yeah, that's something that obviously comes to mind more um, right now, as I personally feel definitely like that area of my lifestyle and health is lacking um, due to current times. And definitely an area that maybe sometimes we take for granted and we get busy, you know, busy doing all the things and working and kind of forgetting that social part, which I think is such a huge point of life and enjoying life. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, what I'm getting from all of that is that kind of the goal of everything is to feel good and to be, you know, pretty happy and content most of the time. Uh, Nobody's happy and content 100% of the time, you know, we're all human. But I think it's really navigating and finding that balance, which is so different for all of us. So I really love that as well. So maybe we can kick it off first and chat a little bit more about food and our kind of take on food philosophy, because I know we're very uh, similar on that. So we've had a retreat in Greece together, which was an incredible experience. And what I saw about that, you know, I've been on lots of different retreats before that were very focused on just eating very clean foods and being very very disciplined and it was almost you know they were incredible I absolutely loved those experiences but they were very uh disciplined and rigid and uh I had fun but it wasn't so much about fun and getting all the joy out of life so when it comes to food what's your take on food I know you're a nutritionist as well um but how do you think, you know, what's the role in, in having balance when it comes to food? And how do you think we can sort of start to achieve that? And why is it so important in the first place? Yeah, this is so good. And um, yeah, th- this, t- this question has so many um, layers to it. But yeah, definitely. Um, food is obviously important, right? We need to fuel our bodies. And, you know, if you don't really have any, you know, um, foundation for how you eat and you really don't feel like you're thriving and healthy, then that's definitely an area to be looked at. So for me, philosophy would be, you know, looking at food as health, as you know, your preventative medicine has all these wonderful things to support your body. Um, but also not getting too obsessed with food because, you know, that only causes more stress and actually can be a disservice to you in the long run. Um, So many women that I've worked with have this obsession around their food because they're really trying to control and seeing food as this area to control in their lives. Um, But really, I am about, you know, embracing food as, you know, a means to get fuel and feel good, but also not obsessing about it too much. So not really overthinking it. Um, 
and making it more difficult than it needs to be. So yeah, I think coming back to the basics of eating real whole foods from the earth, the sky, the sea, the land, um, and, you know, just really taking a look at where did this come from? How was it made? And if it took a lot of steps or a lot of ingredients that aren't real things, then I maybe don't want to look at that as nourishment for today. Um, yeah, I'm curious too, for you to expand on that, because I know that, you know, we have very similar philosophy in that, you know, good nutrition is a centerpiece, but also not to be in the camp of restrictions and, you know, food rules. Yeah, totally. I mean, myself, I think I've definitely been in that restriction camp in different ways in my life before. Um, like in my early twenties, it was all about restriction to look good basically. And, uh, probably overtraining, under eating, just eating chicken and broccoli. The only time I would be splurging on things would be things like low calorie protein ice cream and that kind of thing, which is just like looking back now, I just cringe. And I just think, you know, I just was so not happy and I just was not enjoying myself at all. It was a really, like depressing time. I think I wasn't able to fully enjoy my time with my friends. And um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a crappy time really, to be honest, but you know, we all have to go through different stages in our journeys. Uh, But I'm very glad that that is beyond me. But I think the second time around where I experienced restricted restriction was because of health challenges. So uh, when I developed chronic fatigue, most people probably know about that now, if they're listening to the podcast, Um, I really had to take my health seriously for a while and for a while that's okay but over time it just becomes quite challenging and confusing navigating that when you're able to actually tolerate some more foods Uh, again you know for example I didn't have things like dairy for quite a long time and reintroducing that I was almost a bit of a hypochondriac, like I was worried about what it would do to me and having things like, you know, I went for a long time without drinking or having very minimal alcohol to then go and have, you know, a couple of glasses of wine. I was so worried all the time about what that could do to me. So I think they're sort of really different experiences, experiences of restriction. And, you know, one of them was really not necessary. That was very self-inflicted the second time around. I think that that was really necessary for me to get well. And I know a lot of people listening to that, this podcast are, you know, probably in that sort of space as well. So for a period of time, sometimes that restriction is necessary to get well. However, we also want to make sure that as we start to rebuild our health, we are, you know, incorporating more, you know, diverse and very varied foods and also making sure that we are, having a good time as well. And even if you are on one of those, a restrictive diet, like an elimination diet, you know, low FODMAP diet, um, you know, low histamine diet, something like that. um, How can you incorporate fun in other ways? It could even be food that is more fun that fits in with, you know, what the current restrictions that you are facing. So I see all that restriction and I don't like it, to be honest. I think I I am a bit of a a rebel. I think I just like enjoying my life. I want to get the most out of life. And I really love food and I really love coffee. So, you know, that's a huge part of my life. So basically my food philosophy, so similar to yours, which is just one of the reasons why we get along so well. Like whole foods are awesome. And I want to eat whole foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
most of the time. I love them, you know, and there's crazy things like raw treats now, which are just the best. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I think it's also nice to be able to have a little bit of a balance, be able to, you know, go out to pizza with your friends and it's really challenging to navigate. So we would both love to help you do that if that's something that you are struggling with. Yeah. Also, thank you so much for calling out that there is a time in some people's health journey that they do need to, you know, have some restrictions around certain ingredients or foods that may be causing inflammation in their bodies. And I really appreciate you saying that because yeah, there was a time in my life too, and it is supportive for that period. But then, you know, going, you know, working with someone or having that plan to reintroduce um, the foods that, you know, you're looking to add back and see how they make you feel. But yeah, definitely. Um, it is important in some health cases and conditions that, you know, some foods are eliminated or restricted. Um, but yeah, hopefully not forever. Right. That's the goal. Yeah, exactly. I think that is another key thing that a lot of people, when they go on a low FODMAP diet or, um, you know, some sort of elimination diet, and then, three years down the track, they're still on the same thing. That is not right. You know, that is a sign that that something isn't working in your plan. You're supposed to just go on these elimination diets for a period of time and then also do the work to restore your body's function so that you're able to then eat a wide variety of foods again and you're able to be much more resilient in the world and, you know, go and do these things and have a little bit more flexibility. Absolutely, yeah. The point of doing the elimination is to then allow yourself to go thrive and live out your life, not actually make it harder to live your life in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about movement now. So I have been doing your online fitness classes for, I think it's almost a year now. And I've been absolutely loving that. And it's so funny because I've had this whole journey with movement as well. Like I kind of touched on before I was very obsessed for the, with the gym at, at some point, did competitive sailing at, at some point, and then went through that whole health journey. And I, you know, had done bits of bits and pieces. And this was really, um, you know, doing your online classes was a really great and sort of balanced way to get back into more fitness. So I've absolutely loved that. But could you share with us your sort of take on movement and what that would look like ideally, you know, in your life or, you know, your clients' lives? Yeah. So first, you know, I love that we call it movement. I stopped using the word workout. I mean, I still use it, but I try not to use the word workout or exercise too much because truly like moving your body is moving your body. We don't have to have it in our mind, like as this workout, which a lot of us have, like maybe sometimes like a negative connotation or like a really like intense image that comes to mind. So um, movement can truly be anything that's moving your body and feels good. For my virtual fitness membership, um, I love incorporating a variety of movement to give people an opportunity to try new things, but also, you know, have the functional aspect of, hey, we want to build strength and we want to feel good in our bodies um, while also taking care of our joints, remaining flexible and mobile. So, um, yeah, I'm all about keeping things, um, diverse, fun, fun is like number one for me, because if you're not enjoying it, then, you know, I'd love for you to go try something else because I want you to have fun with your movement. And, um, yeah. And honestly, you know, 
a simple walk. I love getting people started with walking. I think it's the best and most underrated movement practice because it has those immense, you know, mental health benefits and physical health benefits. And just getting that fresh air, vitamin D, if it's a nice day out is really beneficial. So yeah, getting started with movement um, can be challenging because we've worked it up in our head to be this really big thing. Or what I see a lot is people have coupled their exercise with their diet cycles. So a lot of people have these diet cycles, they start, they go on and off. It's like a switch and their exercise is timed exactly with that diet cycle. So when they think about working out, they get a lot of like guilt or shame or negativity because it's linked to a really restrictive period in their life or a time when they're feeling really bad and beating themselves up and, you know, they're trying to quote unquote, be good or, you know, start a diet. So I think once you decouple that and you look at movement as an opportunity to feel good and gain some energy, get stronger for, you know, aging and for your life, then it's fun and you actually look forward to it and want to do it. Yeah, I I love that. And I I think, you know, nutrition and exercise or movement go so well together but you know imagine those people who fall off the wagon with what they're eating if they just continued to exercise they'd probably feel better and be more motivated to make better choices you know with their nutrition as well like they work so well together and I can see how you know you can just fall off the wagon with both but like you said I think just having things like walking that are just part of your every single day even if it's you know walking to the bus stop or walking your dogs or whatever it is like just trying to get a little bit more and more of that in to your life and just making it non-negotiable every day and I know you like to talk about you know habits and habit stacking and all of that as well I think if we can just make these things like some form of movement you know getting some extra veggies in having our fats and proteins and and all of that just make these like just things that we do that are just on autopilot, your whole life is just going to be so much easier. Definitely. Yeah, actually, um, I want to share a little bit about like my walking journey, if you will. But actually, so when the pandemic started, um, I stopped commuting to work. So I don't, I am fully self-employed now, which is really exciting. But last year during 2020, I had a nine to five corporate job where I was going to the office every day. So when the pandemic, um, you know, started, I was at home working from home and I had all this time in the morning because now instead of having to drive and be dressed and hair done and all the things and be at the office by 9am, I had all these hours in the morning to be at home and then show up in my pajamas in front of my desk at 9am at home. <laughs> so I had all this time. So I started walking and I've always walked, but I never walk consistently and never walk consistently in the morning just because of the commute and all of that. So I started having these amazing walks, like 30 minutes, 45, sometimes an hour long because I had all this time in the morning, which I was really you know, grateful to have. And I just noticed such an improvement in my um my, you know, mental space. And also it just really anchored in my day and having a really solid morning routine that included fresh air and a chance to move my body, but in a really, you know, feel good, easeful way, you know, so no matter if I was tired or energized, the walk like met me where I was at. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. And I, I walked pretty much every morning of most of 2020, which was so cool. And, you know, now it's just part of my life. And, you know, I was doing a lot of evening walks before then, but now I just pop out 
for walks all the time, but especially in the morning. And it's been one of the coolest um, additions to my routine. Yeah, I love that. I think it is so underrated and I do that every single morning as well. I don't think I've I don't think I've skipped a morning walk in years except for maybe sometimes when I've been, you know, camping somewhere where there's nowhere to walk or something like that. But yeah, I completely agree and I find it so funny because yeah, my boyfriend thinks oh, this walking is an exercise, you know, what why are we doing this? You know, it's just a a means to go get a coffee basically, but that's what he originally thought, but now he loves his morning walk as well. So I think anyone can be converted, even if you have to use, you know, the coffee or something like that to to dangle in front of you as a carrot to get you out of bed in the morning. But it really is so good for your headspace for sure. Yeah. And I, I do love like a silent walk or like, you know, very calming music or something. But I also think it's a cool time. Like if you have an audio book you've been meaning to get to, or like a podcast episode you want to listen to, it's a great time to also, you know, kind of couple that and catch up on maybe some like, um, you know, your intellectual or educational goals that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I do that too. Just based on how I feel, if I'm like, no, I just need some, some space or want to learn something or whatever it is. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, also you've touched on habits, um, before and like habit stacking. And just like, if you get to a point where, you know, you kind of can just like integrate all these habits and they just happen automatically, then you free up that headspace, which I think is like really easy to say once you're like there, but when you're looking at it from the beginning, or if you're someone that like have some habits or you kind of know what you need to do, you've done it before, but you kind of lost track of it. Um, it's. I think it's really helpful to start with one area, one area of your life, um, not try to do all of the things, really try to execute one area and make it stick before moving on. So maybe that's anchoring into your evening routine or, you know, going to sleep by a certain time. Maybe that's your breakfast. Maybe that's the morning walk. Maybe that's your hydration, but just picking one thing to form the habit around, let that become automatic. So maybe that's a week, maybe that's several weeks, maybe that's over a month or two. Um, Letting that become automatic where it no longer takes your headspace and then you can add the next thing in. Um, And then that approach is way more doable energy and stress level wise, and it's likely to stick too. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, would look at maybe the way I live or the way you live and think, wow, that's a lot. I'm so far away from that. And the reality is that we've both been chipping away at this for a very, very long time. And one habit sticks at a time, you know, and it takes a very long time to, you know, adopt all of these different habits and learn all of this different stuff and incorporate it into your life. So I think that's a really helpful way of looking at it as well, for sure. So don't be overwhelmed. <laughs> exactly. Don't be overwhelmed. And also like, what's really exciting is you have the rest of your life to work on this. So, yeah. you know, there's no time limit. And actually that's something I want to want to say is that release the time limit or the time um, deadline you have on yourself to reach a goal or, you know, gain a certain habit. Um, Because if you do that, it's going to feel so much better and not as much pressure. And truly, like, who's keeping the time here? You know, it's, it's your life. So um, I think you, you, if you think about releasing that pressure, it might feel pretty good. So give it a, you know, a thought and consider it. 
hundred percent. And yeah, like we said, it's just all about feeling good and enjoying your life. And that includes every single day in the process as you work towards whatever it is that you want to, you know, achieve if you need to work towards something. I also like that sort of, you know, if you've been in lots of yoga classes, I'm sure you've heard it before, how they refer to yoga as a yoga practice versus, you know, I think a lot of people in yoga, which seems kind of counterintuitive, actually are really competitive and they want to be able to do all of the poses ASAP, basically. But it is a practice of showing up on your yoga mat and some days are going to feel good. Some days are going to not feel so good. Some days you're going to be able to maybe do a headstand and some days you won't. And that's perfectly okay. It's all about the practice and the showing up. And same goes for your life as a whole and your nutrition and your mindset and your movement and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good example. And yeah, for all our go-getters listening, which, you know, I definitely resonate with that archetype of a person, but you know, not everything has to be with the mindset of trying to get better at it as fast as you can. You know, some things can just be fun. (laughs) Some things can just be fun. Some things can just be, you know, for the curiosity, like approaching it with more like curiosity. Like, how will I feel if I try this? How will I feel if I try this for a week? You know, and approach it that way versus like, did I check the box? Did I do that thing today? You know, more ease with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully you guys have got a pretty good idea of our take on health and nutrition and movement and all of that. And we are very much on the same page with that, which is why I think Kat is just such a legend. And I'm really, really excited to share with you guys that we have teamed up to create an online program, which is called the Body and Mind Reset. So this is a six-week program. And as part of the program, we're going to guide you through a 21-day whole foods reset, which is something that I do often with clients. And I've run many online programs, which include this reset as well. So we're going to spend the first week getting you ready for the reset. Then we're going to run through the whole reset and we'll be there with you every step of the way. And then we want to make sure that we have time at the end of the program or towards the end of the program to actually help you incorporate these practices into your life so that you can carry them with you for good for the rest of your life. You know, of course, you don't have to be um, fully on that whole foods reset for the rest of your life, but we want you to have these habits around, um, you know, just having a good level of nutrition ongoing and having um, movement ongoing as part of your life and having, you know, a positive mindset and tools to help keep your mindset in a good place. So that's really why we've created this program. Um, We will also be having Kat's online boot camp as part of the program as well, which is something I think I mentioned it earlier in the episode I've been doing for almost a year now and I've just gotten so much out of it. And it's really cool because you can just do it from the comfort of your own home, wearing, you know, your pajamas or whatever you want to wear. Um, So yeah. And you're also going to have me and Kat to support you and keep you accountable, um, you know, the whole way through the program. So is there anything that you want to share about the program, Kat, or also maybe a little bit about your, um, the fitness classes that would be included as part of the program? 
Yeah, happy to talk about both. So I'm so excited to partner with you on this brand first off, I want to say. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for how we design this program with, you know, having an opportunity to, you know, quote unquote reset, which we talked a lot about naming this program and how we don't want to be, um, you know, promoting a diet. It's really a health focused, you know, way of eating to help you get out of any rut that you may be in feeling nutritionally or with your health and really help you feel energized and alive again. Um, but I'm really excited with this program, how we've broken down every single week, you know, on our live calls, we'll have a chance to connect and coach and, you know, have accountability and support with everyone, but also a chance to learn. And I think education is so key um, with all of this because we want to empower you to have this knowledge for the rest of your life, but also to give you the nuggets of information that actually make the biggest impact. So, there's obviously tons of information on your mindset and nutrition out there, um, but we are breaking it down to really key areas that will make um, the biggest impact in your life. So I'm really excited about that, and I love what we've created. And as far as the fitness classes, I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, a little information. We have 10 live classes every single week with a variety of you know strength-based, HIT, so high-intensity interval training, yoga classes, core classes, you know, occasional stretch and Zumba, like dance-based classes. So um, yeah, the members in the group, so the people who sign up for our group program will get to go to two classes every single week, which will be a really great opportunity to sweat and move and have fun. So um, I'm excited um, to meet everyone in the classes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that whole, the movement aspect and having some form of accountability around that and having those two classes to show up to every week I mean, you get so much from the nutrition aspect already. And, you know, I've run these similar programs so many times just focusing on the nutrition and people always just feel amazing. And a lot of those people don't even have, you know, a regular sort of movement or exercise program. So I think adding in this whole movement aspect is just going to have a huge impact as well. So, you know, for anyone who's feeling tired and a little bit sluggish and a bit unmotivated and uninspired and out of a routine with movement and exercise and, you know, meal prep and eating well. Um, and also if you're experiencing, you know, bloating and some digestive discomfort or any just really, you know, minor kind of symptoms, this is going to be a really great opportunity to just um, focus on you for a couple of weeks, focus on eating really well and just taking really, really good care of yourself. So you're going to feel really good in that moment. And then also you're going to be able to carry these practices into your life so that you'll be feeling, you know, way better three months, six months, you know, three years down the line, which is pretty exciting as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, it's, I also just want to say like, even as a wellness professional, you know, I like doing these kind of programs every once in a while. Like even if you, you know, have done all the health things for a while, I think it's really nice to come together with a group and have support and um, just have that chance, like you said, to really just focus in on you, take good care of you and have that kind of sanctuary time with yourself for, um, you know, these six weeks, which I think is, you know, really needed. And um, yeah, it's going to be really supportive. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think, you know, really if you've done this kind of thing before and you're, you know, all over it with your health and nutrition, I think there's still, you know, benefit into, um, you know, maybe you learn a thing or two, but you also really, um, really remind yourself of what that looks like living your sort of optimal healthy lifestyle. Or if you're new to this as well, it's a really great opportunity to just learn everything, put it into practice and see how good you can feel. So I'm very excited about this. We have early bird pricing until the 19th of Feb and we actually kick off the program on the 1st of March. So just make sure that you register for the program before then and you can find the program and all the details over on my website, which is frandargaville.com forward slash reset. So Kat, is there anything that you want to share with anyone either about the program or just your health philosophy in general? Yeah. Any last things? Um, I mean, overall, I think we covered a lot of it. We, you know, I'm all about balance and again, feeling good in your skin, in your body. Um, and yeah, this program I think is a really good entryway into, you know, all things that I'm about. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to welcome you all in and, um, get to spend these six weeks with you. Me too. I'm excited. I can't wait. Me too. Well, thanks so much, Kat, for coming on and having this conversation with all of us. It was really great to chat with you. And I just love your down to earth approach. It's just so refreshing and so balanced. And yeah, I really, really respect that of you. So thank you for everything that you do and everything you share. Oh, thanks so much, Rand. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.